on 98FM and online. This is Phoenix FM. Job Dean Cox again, this time he's in! At the second time of asking, Dean Cox takes Leighton Orient a step closer to Wembley. Carroll. Jonathan Tahue. Capable of anything. Tahue! Equaliser for Leighton Orient! We're not a city, we're not a town. We're the only one of us around And you know where we can be found When Saturday comes again We'll be trying to do our best To cheer all those on who wear the rest Whatever challenge, whatever test We're laying an Orion from each end Hello, welcome to the Orient Hour. I'm Simon Cooper and tonight we'll be dissecting the last few days at Leighton Orient. Two defeats, two red cards and too much to discuss in just one hour. But keeping a calm head as possible tonight, I'm joined in the studio by Darren Burrows. Hello, Darren. That's all right. You okay? Good, thank you, mate. Um, Tony Smith. Hello, Tony. Good evening. Down at the seaside and back out of the shower. I'm sharp. Tony's sharp. Good to hear. And over in the corner there, Barry Galvin. Hello, Barry. It's gin them at the seaside. Is that what you meant? <laughs> good, oh, sorry, good evening, good evening. Now, genuinely, we could start anywhere tonight, but I think probably maybe we start, take it back to Saturday and the 3-0 home defeat to everyone's favourite team, Stevenage. Now, we started off with the same team that won so convincingly against Cambridge. And, and Barry, when you were reading that team out, it was Bryn, Galbraith, Turns, Happy, James, Brown, El Mazzuni's captain... Archibald, Tyrio, Graham and Ford. You must have been thinking, yeah, nothing to worry about, yeah? You were listening, you were paying attention. Thank you for that. <laughs> yeah, no, I did. I mean, the way we performed against Cambridge um, was just fantastic. You probably all, you know, let's try and be positive to start with. Uh, you all probably discussed that before and I saw no reason to change the team. Then again, I'm not a football manager. Um, you know, you do change the team bearing, uh, according to the opposition and as we're just about to discuss, it certainly didn't work against a, a team like Stevenage, yeah. let's say. But yeah, I had no qualms with him naming the same team because you know you could argue how could you leave anybody out because everybody performed so well the previous week yeah it was it was such a good performance like how can you change a winning team like that yeah I, I haven't enjoyed a match like that for a long time while yeah. performed against Cambridge we really could have had a few more goals and it wasn't only that it was the pleasing aspects of the way we moved the ball kept yeah. the ball uh, and played generally with a with a real you know a real buzz real bravado and um you know <laughs> I'm old enough and wise enough to know that one swallow doesn't make a summer, but it really gave you encouragement that this, like as Richie said before the Cambridge match, this our season starts now. Yeah. And you saw the season start now and you thought, great, the season's <laughs> starting there. This is, this is fantastic. And then, yeah, um, Stevenage, totally different kettle of fish yeah. um, in the way that they set up, in the way that they play, in the way they manage a game, in their management style, I'm going to use the word briefly, uh, sorry, loosely. Um, and yeah, it didn't work. Um, you, you're asking me for my opinion on the on the match. I think it was, it was a car crash performance, really, in respect of that we didn't really we we un, every every player that was an eight 
eight or nine the week before, all of a sudden was a five or a six. Yeah. Re- regardless of the opposition, regardless of the, the goals, the tactics, the set-piece goals, we can say, etc. I think people that were uh, turning people and running them for fun the previous week we couldn't pass five yards and were kicking it out of play. Yep. Um, you know, we all know that, you know, consistency as you go up the levels, consistency is much better. And we are League One players, League Two players, it's less so. But to see it go from one level to another was quite shocking. We all have bad days. It's, un- it's unusual that a lot of people have a bad day at the same time. Maybe you could argue it's unusual that a lot of people have a good day at the same time the previous week, but that's football. Um, so regardless of the fact that we were not at it at all during the whole game, apart from the first 10 minutes, where I thought we were started really well, where we left off the previous week, and Ruel, eight, nine times out of 10, he scores that. Yep. He lifts it over the keeper quite rightly, but too high, as we know. Um, small margins, he didn't go off the underside of the bar like their latest strike did. It hits the bar, but you know that's it goes for you. Sometimes it goes against. I thought two set pieces we conceded from, quite sloppy goals, really, um, although they're good at what they do. And in the second half, normally if we're 2-0 down, I'm normally thinking, OK, early goal, we're back yeah. in this. I didn't get the feeling we were going to score really at any yeah. time during that half. It kind of was a resignation kind of feeling that this is a bad day at the office. Obviously, 3 mil made it a little flatter into Cambridge, Stevenage. But um, one to write off, I think. Yeah. 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 And what went wrong for you, Tony, from your East Stand vantage point? Um, well, the... The goals, wasn't it? I mean, we were playing. <laughs> yeah, that's what went wrong. Yeah, yeah, absolutely right. But you know, the first goal was a free kick. That yeah, maybe it, it was possession against Everton, wasn't it? Essentially, I mean, even though we lost three 0 we still had two thirds of the ball, I believe. But the ball tended to be down our end all the time, and you're always a bit worried that something's going to go wrong. Well, if you go late and long enough, you're worried that something's going to go wrong. But the first, the first free kick goes in off Elmes. The second one. I mean, Pier Gianni, who's been you know scoring goals against us since his days. I think sort of, I think he got two against Salford over one Christmas yeah. when he was in the National League. So they've obviously they've set out, they've stuck Dan Appy on him for all the set pieces, and Dan's fouling him rather than jumping with him. He's five inches tall and hit the ball away, which is a little unfortunate. But you know, I've, I can only agree with Barry. There was a, there was a certain amount of resignation second half. Um, Galbraith coming into the middle of midfield was an interesting turn of events. I thought he was impressive. I think that's something we've got to look at. Um, as for, and they are—they're a young team at the moment. I mean, you look through the age groups of, 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 that are there. I mean, they're a young team, and they're going to have days like that. Yeah. Right? Hopefully, we'll have a few more days like we had against Cambridge. We got True and Welly, well Evans, basically, didn't we? Like he did a job on us. Well, we we didn't learn anything from the two results we had against them last season, and that's the disappointing thing. And whilst I agree with Barry said about the idea. He didn't have a good. He'd have kept the same side. I would have. Yeah, I would have. And, and it's it's too easy for me to sit here and say, oh no, I would have put Beckles in the back. I'd yeah. Put in. So credit the manager. He 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 did at least come out with that, didn't he? And yeah. and, and but no, look, I, I, it was a rare miss for me. I wasn't there. It's my first game I've missed this season. Um, yeah, I picked a good one, didn't I? So. From that point of view, but I did lose fifty quid to a Stevenage fan because I bet we wouldn't lose by more than one goal. It's so, it's yeah. always it's consistently horrible to watch Stevenage. In all honesty, I mean that's no comfort. But my wife's birthday does fall on Stevenage away, so it's the first time I'm quite happy that my, I've got an excuse here. Um, Elm is he was running the show against Cambridge, wasn't he? Absolutely run it, incredible, and he just was he was just nowhere to be seen in the middle. He had a rare off day, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, he did. You know, as, as I said before, I think everybody had a rare off day. And um, 
And the Galbraith, I thought, that, I mean, anybody from the previous week, you could name maybe seven or eight players in the previous game, Cambridge, and yep. say, what a great game they had, yeah. including Galbraith, I thought, possibly man the match now is. And they just literally weren't at it. Whether yeah. it was the wrong time. I mean, Theo didn't get any change out of Pierre Gianni, as we know, all game. Maybe he changed that earlier, I don't know. Uh, although he did have a good game, Pierre Gianni, in fairness to him. But Decent player, isn't he? He's, yeah, he, he's you, good. He's, he's a, a thorn in their side. Yeah. I'm sure he's a thorn in a lot of pl- other opposition side. Yeah. You know? he's, he's, he's good at this level. But yeah, I think um, just a lot of players that were off, off the game. It was a, a lot of factors, wasn't there, going on, that, that just all worked against us. Um, I do, I do think it's a different game, though, if Ruel scores. Like, I think if you score against Stevenage first, it's a different game. Yeah, it, 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 yeah definitely. Yeah. Um, but um, Would have lost 3-1. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I mean, that maybe you could argue that that free kick, if it was given, would still been a goal. Maybe the second goal would still been a goal. They're both set pieces. Yeah. Uh, and then maybe it would have been like 2-1. Let's be fair. We would have been chasing. I don't know. but We don't know, do we? But um, Can we move on and talk I've, about the Chilean game? I've forgotten the original one. point now. Well, we will in a minute. <laughs> yeah. let's, have a listen yeah, sorry, to, um, let's have a listen to what Dave Victor had to say with, with Richie Wellens. Richie, thanks for joining us. There was a big contrast between last week's performance and this afternoon. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> so I'll take the blame. I should... It's really difficult when you have a performance like last week to um, to change the team. And hindsight is obviously wonderful, but you know I've been contemplating all week: do we need to go bigger? Do we need to play Prats? Do we need to maybe go with three at the back just to add more size to us? Because you know that uh, I thought they was really, really good. I thought first 15 minutes we we were very good. We was dominating the game, and, and Ruel has to score. Um, but then pretty quickly after that, we concede from two set plays. And then um, I thought after that they managed the game well, made no mistakes. Um, but yeah, it's probably my fault because I should have, even though we had a brilliant performance, I should have changed the team, I should have put more experience. We're 22 years old, average age, against a team of, of men. Um, and I think physically we struggled. Both sides had strong penalty appeals in the first half. Um, I think Ed's hooked it on and he's, he's been kicked on his calf, so... Maybe. Um, again, I thought the referee's performance was, was good. Um, we, we've only got ourselves to blame. Played too slow. Played passes where we, the, the passes are too small to the next man, to the next man. And didn't open the game up like we did against Cambridge. So, um, so I think we started the game OK. But we, we have to score. If you score that goal, it's a different game. But then their power took over. I think if you took a percentage of how many headers they've won compared to us, and, and heading is a part of the game, you know, I would say that they're probably at 90%. And this season, so many goals have been conceded from set pieces and also crosses. Set plays, balls in the box, it's something that we need to work on. You know, what do you think we've worked on all week? We've worked on set plays, balls in the box, um, second balls, first contact, second contact. But, um, you know, when, when, like I said, when we've got so many young players to learning curves for, for us, um, and we just played, we've done a training session yesterday where it's hectic and trying to, trying to, Recreate what it might look like today if we didn't if we didn't get it right and too much of the game, especially the probably the period from 20 minutes to, to half time, was too scrappy. You know, there was an ignorance to hook the ball on, to put it in areas, to get in races, um, and we just played it right into their hands. But yeah, no, I thought they was outstanding today. Give them credit, team powerful, full of men, and obviously really good in both boxes. The transfer window, of course, is now shut. You didn't get the striker you wanted, but you have got a defender. Yeah, Brandon Cooper joins us. Um, we we got some bad news with Adam Thompson. He had, he's had an accident with his finger, so um, that's a problem. But also with his Achilles, he's going to be out for potentially another another three months. So 
with three centre backs, you know, it's, it's it's a little bit short. So we decided Brandon was a was a good player. He's had four good loans um, and been successful in them loans, and he needs to play. So you know, we're giving the opportunity to come and play. Eleven in during the window. How do you sort of assess the situation? Um, I think all in all, it's been successful. Um, we we obviously didn't want to lose the two or three that we've lost, um, and it does take the way that we play. It does take time for people to to adapt and get up to speed and some of the young players you know, again I, I blame myself it's my fault I shouldn't have played Jordan Graham today shouldn't have played Shaq they've had that first game and even though they're lacking fitness you know you're the first game you could run on adrenaline and get through it I thought today they just lacked that little bit of bit of sharpness that we needed How would you approach Chusey then and Gillingham in the EFL Trophy? Well it's a, it's a competition that this year we want to do well in I think we've got the squad to, to do it now that everybody's coming back from, from injury so um, we'll be approaching it properly we'll, do, we'll make seven or eight changes obviously because we've got good players that are, are either on the bench or, or, or not in the squad and need game time so um, we'll make a lot of changes but we'll be taking it serious What about those uh, absentees what else, can we start with Jaden Sweeney Sweeney's got a concussion you know he's, it's his protocol where if you're a sub sorry if you get injured now you have to go off for 30 seconds and Jaden took a blow to the head he didn't want to go off so he carried on because he didn't want to go off for the 30 seconds and you know, he's just had, he's felt worse for it, so um, he's not passed the, the protocol, which means he can play again. So we we'll probably be another probably another four or five days. And other absentees news on Dan and other long term. Yeah, no, Dan Aggie's going to be um, January at least. Aaron Drinnen, um, I just had a baby recently, so congratulations to him. But he'll be another three weeks minimum. Um, and again, people like Driz today, you know, strength, power, size, speed. They can make a difference. Today we were just a little bit too, you know, too small and too um, physically not not right. And, and I take I take blame for that. And can I ask about your your own situation with the FA and the appeal uh, for the red card you received at Wickham Wanderers? Yeah, I've got um, a Zoom call on on Monday. Um, so obviously, I've, I've I think from the video footage you can see that I didn't really do anything wrong. So you know, I didn't accept the charge, and, and we'll find out on Monday. Good luck with that. Thank you, Thank very, you much. very much, no Richie. Thank, Thank you. Richie Wellens there, owning up, taking the blame for Saturday's defeat. Darren, you on board with that? Yeah, I think. Uh, Simon, I think for me, um, you always hang on the manager's every word anyway, but particularly after a defeat, it's much more interesting to see what they have to say. Mm. And the one thing you want from any, any management in any walk of life is to own your, I nearly said, a swear word there, but <laughs> on your mistakes, and I think he did that, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, the second half, he did change it. I actually thought when Beckles came on, it did make a big difference, but, you know, it was so bad before, and maybe it doesn't really matter. <laughs> what do you think, Tony? No, I mean, you, you do like to see spirit at this stage of the season, you do like to see fight, and they did, they did show that, and it was only the last 10 minutes, I think, when the third one went in, everything fell apart, and we... Uh, the defenders started knocking it out for throw-ins and that sort of, that sort of thing. But um, no, I remain mouldy optimistic. We'll see what happens this Saturday. Should we move on to something? I don't know if it's slightly less negative, just as negative. Should we move on to Gillingham last night? Darren, you were there, weren't you? I did manage to get down to that one. Yeah, after my uh, poor performance on Saturday, but it's been <laughs> a 60th wedding anniversary. I, I, I generally felt last night, and I, I sorry, I. I, I been on this show for four years, and I have always backed refs. Last night, no. The, the, for me, the ref got both decisions wrong. Yeah, the penalty, I get it. I can't find a penalty. Yep. No, honestly, Simon, I left that ground 
Again, I've nearly swore again. <laughs> Darren uh, is angry today. Should be another red card <laughs> for an Orient. Uh, I'm a little angry yeah. man tonight, Simon. <laughs> I, I, will, I will admit that. Yeah, so, I mean, it was quite a strong team, to be honest with you, putting out for the AFL trophy, it, wasn't it? It was a very strong team. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I've only seen the highlights. I wasn't there, Darren. Yeah. Um, but I would say the first one was ridiculous, sending off. I mean, he's just trying to shrug him off because he's pulling him. He didn't even hit him, did he, or anything. But second one, yeah, I could, I, it's soft. It's very soft. But I, I could see why the ref might think, yeah, you know, that's, that's violent conduct. Um, I'm not condoning it. I'm not saying yeah. yes, Barry, but the, I can kind of 50-50 on the, that the one. The ref never give himself any thinking time. Yeah, see, you were there, so you saw yeah. more of context of what it was about. I've just yeah. seen the actual incidents um, and the penalty, yeah, well, you know, whatever. But, um, the, the penalty, at least I felt uh, the guy did a pretty decent dive to get it. I hate, you know, yeah, I hate <laughs> and, that. And, and we got players who do that, so it's quid pro quo. By yeah. the way, whilst not making excuses for, as we've not for the Stevenish performance, that was an absolute nailed-on penalty on, um, on Ed Sons. Oh, right, and He yeah. controlled it yeah. and the guy went straight through the back of his leg, you know, and yeah. that's the second one that we've had this, or not had this season, that's been like, wow. I mean, you know? all that luck from last season, you know. Yeah, it's certainly dried up. Uh, you do back. wonder, yeah. yeah. Uh, just a comment on that. But, you know, I think um, from the sounds of it, Darren, I, you, well, you can obviously comment. We were, we were good in passages. We are probably the better side overall. We play, ended up playing with nine men, which is yeah, not great. anyone who, who watched it on the stream um, will tell you, and the, 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 the decent following we took there, actually, there was a probably 150, maybe 200 of us, um, we, we, we bossed that first half yeah. and they put out a strong team as well and I think they'll do okay in, in that league so I don't think we're miles apart in terms of pro players and Piggott um, and Ford apparently look good up top yeah, together, yeah. And, and, and Pigram um, Pigram's I thought good another good game yeah. I mean we know what Gal Braith's about now yeah he's and, great and I, I'm a big got, fan we've yeah, got to try and move him forward up the pitch really yeah he's, um, he's a great player I, I, I felt uh, the, the, the two Big, big opportunities we missed, which right at the end just showed that even when we were 2-1 down, we, we created, didn't we, when um, Elmiz missed. And oh, Rule, for me, has got to do better there. Rule should have scored and mm. took that to penalties. So that kind of less, that's two on the trot for Rule, but that's, that's strikers for you. Sometimes that happens, doesn't it, you know? But exactly. that's two on the trot. much more like him. Yeah. Yeah, he's, um, he's been bright, I'd say, well, but he just needs to finish those chances, doesn't he? If he's going to stay in the team, do the job for us, he does need to score. It was a shame, because from watching the highlights, he did, his first touch was actually excellent in terms of making the chance and making a little bit of space for himself. Obviously, it goes over the bar then, but um, never mind. I mean, I get a bit worried we might get into the mentality of um, fighting the refs or whatever. You do you, you have to play the refs at the end of the day, and... Um, um, some, of our, some of our coaching staff have been racking up a few yellow and red cards, which don't really matter in, in terms of they don't actually play the game. But you know, you, um, you have to play the refs, you fight them, you lose at the end yeah. of the day. But the thing is, Tony, a lot's been made of, of the refs, um, sorry, of our disciplinary record this season. A lot's been made on our WhatsApp group, a lot's been made on social media. And yes, of course I understand it, and of course it's got to improve. But you know, like I said, four years I've done this show, I've always backed refs. When um, Hap got sent off against Wickham, I could see that one. And, and I don't think we could have any complaints, too many complaints. Those two reds last night were not reds. The guy did not do his job properly. And when you've travelled and you've paid money and you've taken your time, you want to get it right. You yeah. want to see a fair game. And there's something going a little bit badly wrong in football, I think, at the moment. Not just at Orient. I think, in general, we're, we're, we're suffering a little bit with... And I don't actually blame the refs. I blame the edict they've been asked to work under. I think the um, the 
the decision that the FL made, which is basically to cut out um, managers and people who are actually speaking to the ref at all. I mean, that's basically what I've said. People are getting to understand the yellow cards for attempting to talk to them. But, you know, you, you look back over time. I mean, there was a football manager who never used to speak to the ref and he used to drop anyone who did speak to the ref and that was Brian Clough and he did all right. So why don't we just stop talking to them, you know, and not get involved? But you know. Barry? I think of, of the two new things they've tried to bring in this season, I mean, I'm 100% behind the time-wasting thing. 100% yep. behind it. I think you stand on the ball, you mess up that yellow card, right? And they'll learn, and they'll like kids, they'll learn that quickly, oh, you're going to get booked for that, and they won't do it. With the other one, about discipline and the way you talk to refs and respect, I agree with it in principle, I really do, because you look at rugby and boxing and stuff like that, respect for refs, but it's, very, it's a much harder change to get out of that habit of, of the way that people have been used to dealing with referees. Uh, you know, uh, tempers flare and people get their blood up and they do what they normally do. Mm. I think it's harder to learn that quickly, to change that quickly, than it is to realise don't time waste because that's an easier thing to think of and not to do. So I think the referees, the officials should have a kind of, like, not an amnesty, etc. exactly, but like a... Uh, an understanding that it's yeah. going to take time to adjust that someone might run up to the ref and give it and before they realise that so at the moment I think they just bang you yeah. know you get in well, well, you get sent off and, but I think it takes a bit of a period of adjustment to be a well, better well, thing yeah. what, we've, what the big difference is there I think Tony between the game played in the 70s 80s and even the 90s the game they weren't athletes back then like they are now the pace of the game's a lot quicker and back then, you had players like Vinnie Jones, in, in, you know, assaulting, assaulting people on the pitch and getting shown a yellow card. Now, now, we're getting reds all over the place. Not just Orient. Yeah. Is it, I mean, just so, obviously I wasn't there last night. Is it true that Paul Terry got yellow carded for holding the ball? I mean, that's what he Paul, said. Yeah, that's that what, he is said. what he said. I mean, I've got to own. I've done that at girls under eleven. So is 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 a yeah. It is a culture change. Yeah, just out there. Funny enough, when I was doing Brentwood Town with Olivia, but yeah, we won the game, so yeah, it was justified at the time. But yeah, it's a thing you do get involved when you're doing it, and I, you know, I hope I love Richie Wellens. I hope he stays forever because we we won the league playing good football with him last season. So I'm certainly not going to have a go at him. I mean, I I think those two red cards were ridiculous as well. I, I'm shocked about them what we can't argue with this season though is there's been 20 se- 26 yellow cards that does feel like a lot already sorry we've, we, we've, we've got one more yellow card than Stevenage yep. I'm, again I'm not buying all this we're, we've turned into a bunch of thugs who can't handle ourselves we don't look like thugs uh, on like, the pitch yeah, we're, no. we're not we're no. not we're not we're, 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 I'll tell you what we are we're an easy target yeah okay that's what we are refs turn up at Leighton Orient they probably get a cup of tea put in their hand when I get through the door, get shown to their quarters, yeah. Yeah. ask what sandwiches fillings they would like. <laughs> yeah. What are you saying? This, 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 this yeah. ain't going on a Millwall. <laughs> no. You, you yeah. f- I is that true? I, it? I, 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 honestly, I think we are too soft. I think we're too nice and we're too easy to target. You turn up a late in Orient, I'll get my card count up today because yeah. I'm not going to get a lot of stick off this lot. Yeah. Don't you sometimes get the 50-50 decisions by being nice, though? I mean, I mean, there's, there's occasions I've seen that late in all where the crowd's got on the ref's back and the ref started giving the 50-50s to the other team. Yeah. I'm quite convinced that's why it's happened. I mean, yeah. It shouldn't happen, but that's what happens. Richie's ban was upheld, which again feels strange because the ref apologised for kind of making the wrong decision at the time. It's what happened, I think. But did, but, but did he? But we yeah, were told may- he did. Yeah, maybe he didn't. But again, I mean, we all would back Richie and we love his personality and he's great, but he's does rub 
people up the wrong way unless they don't unless they know him. He's sarcastic and funny. And well, he's an edgy mank. Yeah, he is an edgy mank, which is what. But is, yeah, that's the guy's character, and yeah. that's what's got us where we've got under his leadership. Completely. Yeah. Barry, I, I think that uh, again, it's what I said before. I think people are not adjusting to that fact that you can't speak to the officials, and they've, like, yeah. it's like a curtain's gone down, bang, you know, and people are not used to it yet. So, I think before that would have probably been just like go away and nothing, no more further action, and and that's what's happened. And I think it'll ease up. I think it'll get better yeah. for everybody. Like you just said, we're, we're only one more than Stevenage. Probably all teams have this adjustment period. I don't know some of the stats of the other teams, but I don't think there's anybody that have been the, angels the, regards yellow cards. The, the whole, the whole um, table of yellows and reds is all very similar. Of course, there's you know, someone at the top and someone at the bottom. But uh, frankly, we're seeing cards dished out like confetti. And for me, as a playing punter, I want players on the pitch. Uh, if, if we're going to go this route, let's put a sim bin in. Let's do something that... The, yeah, God forbid I'm going to travel to Plymouth on a Tuesday night. Yeah, and we're going to get a player sent off in the first 10 minutes. Yeah, and I agree that it can't carry on like this, but Simbin, personally, I'm not in favour of, because what happens is people put 10 men behind the ball for the period that someone's in the, good, in the bin. Fair point, you know? point Barry, but, yeah. but if, if you've travelled to, to, to Carlisle on a Tuesday night... I agree, night, you don't want to see a game ruined. Like, we it, ended up with nine This is supposed to be an attainment. Yeah. Another little thing that niggled me last night, so I thought I'm going to get it. No, in. go for That's it. That's all right. It's, um, and, 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 and we do it as well. I opened two, two stands last night. They put us in the furthest away corner they could and left their own... Stewards and ball boys in the middle of the pitch. We could have had a view, a nice middle of the pitch yeah. view. Stop doing it. And everyone was, would have still been all right, wouldn't they? Of course they would have. Yeah. I think the competition itself would be a good place to try new innovations, though. I mean, I think oh, that's if a you good try, point, try though, a sim bin, yeah. you know, try, try a time clock, you know, try and see what you can do with time wasting, and just play an hour with a ball in play. Why not try it? It's a good no, competition to do it. Really good point. But I watched a game last season, Barking versus. Um, <laughs> Who were they playing? They were playing uh, Clacton. And they had a Simbin, Tony. Yeah. yeah. And the same player got Simbin three times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I paid eight quid to watch a game that ended 3-2 yeah. and a full-scale punch-up on the pitch. That's entertainment. <laughs> That's what I want. That's the 20-minute Simbin for a punch-up. Any given Saturday in the 90s, you could have come and watched me uh, playing for Rose Park or Trojan and seen the same thing. And we wouldn't have charged you eight quid either. <laughs> now, there was one positive last night. Glenn Morris finally scored his goal for uh, Leighton Orient 20 years after his debut. But it looked like a, quite a nice move from George Moncur to get the goal in the first place. It was a very good move. Yeah. And, and, uh, honestly, the first half, we deservedly went in. We scored a goal in the 44th minute. Yeah. We never do that. <laughs> it's normally the opposition. I thought it was going to be our night. Yeah. And, and we played really well in the first half. Moved the ball with, with, with purpose in terms of going forward and not backwards. Yeah. You know, there, there was a lot to be pleased about. And I still think there is a lot to be pleased about. I'm not completely down on, on where we're at as a, as a club and as a team. Yeah. Glenn did that in the North End. Who was he playing for? It was about three seasons ago. It was just before Christmas. And Archibald stuck one over his head and it went in off the back... Went off the Glenn Morris. Oh, he's Glenn Morris, yeah. Crawley? He's playing for Crawley. That's oh, right. right. So Second goal for him, then. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll be right on well the show. Tony. I'm That's very you know, good, Tony, yeah. Stato over there. Um, all right. Well, yes, it is an all doom and gloom. And I think let's listen to Paul Terry's interview with Dave Victor because it's actually fairly positive for a 2 0 defeat and two red cards. Paul, thanks for joining us. I know we've got to be careful, but we have to speak about the referee, Ben Atkinson. Two red cards in space of three minutes. I must admit, from a commentary position, I didn't see either. Did you? Yeah, listen, it's hard. And until we've seen him back again, it's, I, don't, I don't really want to comment on him. I've had a 
little run in lately, so I don't want to comment too much on them. It's disappointing, you know what I mean? Um, but we'll look at them and then we'll assess it and go, for, go from there again. But at the minute, I've not seen them back, so I can't really comment. The assistant seemed to be in a good position and they didn't. he didn't seem to agree about the penalty decision either. Yeah, I mean, the penalty's a tough one. We're a long way away, listen, but I didn't, I didn't think it was a penalty at the time. Um, I thought the Lions made a really good view of it. It was looking straight at it, but the referees give it. Um, again, you know, what can we say? You know what I mean? The referees made a decision. Um, I don't think it was a penalty. They might think it was a penalty, um, but again, we've got, we've got to deal with it and just get on with it now. It was a night when it felt that the better team lost. Yeah, I think we had some really good moments yeah. in the game. You know, for 60 minutes, I thought we was good. We started the second half really sloppy, I think. Um, but for the first 45, I thought we moved the ball really well. There were some good debuts. Brandon coming in, I thought looked really good. Beck's coming back into the team. It was good. Max Sanders getting some minutes again. You know, so I think there was a lot of positives to come from the game, and that's what we've got to look at and take that going forward into Exeter Saturday. And in the first half in particular, I thought Charlie uh, Pegram showed so much ambition, so much skill. Yeah, listen, he's, he's done really well. Um, uh, he's, he's come back pre-season, he's, he's fought really well, deserved his chance tonight. And I think he had some really, again, some really, really good moments. He, he's still young and he's still learning, but listen, that's what it's all about for him. You know, getting minutes here and, and proving a point and going out there and showing us what he can do. Eight changes, but it was still a very strong starting eleven. It shows that there is real depth in this squad. Yeah, well, now we're getting players back from injury as well. So we've got that depth where we knew going into these sort of games that with the squad we've assembled over the, over the course of pre-season and that, that we could be a bit more competitive. Uh, listen, you can't foresee two red cards, you know what I mean? But I think the starting eleven shows just how competitive we can be and how strong the squad is. Now we're getting everyone back. Solbrin was outstanding. Yeah, Sol made some really, really good saves. Um, but, you know, we, we have to expect that from him now. You know, he's, he's come in. He's a big stature. He's proved himself really well, um, handles himself well. I think he's a very calm influence and had a very good performance again tonight. Can I just confirm that the red cards, they only count in this competition. Those players will be OK for Exeter on Saturday? As far as I'm aware, yes, they're competition bound. So um, they'll miss the next whatever it is in the public... In, EFL trophy and I got a bit confused were there yellow cards shown to the bench was Matt Howard in trouble yeah, yeah. myself and Matt got a yellow card um, I didn't know Shaq had got sent off I was holding the ball I didn't know what was going on and I got told I held it too long and Matt just got and then Matt got a yellow card as well um, listen we've, we've got to be more disciplined as well on, on the bench and, and tidy that up as well from our point of view but you know, there's a lot of positives I want to take from the game um, especially a lot of performances that was good today. But the uh, disciplinary record, it's not good, is it? And uh, just how concerned are you about it? No, listen, it's not good. Um, is it? Is it completely all down to it? I don't know, do you know what I mean? We have to look at things, but listen, I agree. We, we can't be ill-disciplined. Um, we've got to keep, and that's from us on the bench to the players on the pitch, and we, we have got to be better, and we will be better. The win came against Cambridge United. They were joint top at the time, and you're going to the current leaders, Exeter City. I think they've only conceded two goals in the league so far. Yeah, they've had a really good start to the season. I think they're playing some, some good stuff, uh, but it's a good challenge for us. It's a good place to go. You know, we're, we're ready for it. We're up for it. You know, another game tonight and go to their Saturday and, and really get at them. Any injuries picked up tonight? Not as far as I'm aware yet, uh, say. I don't think we're, I think we're all all right. Touch wood. Uh, that we've got away with no injuries. And the fact that Jaden Sweeney didn't uh, play today, where is he? Jaden's really close now. Uh, I think he'll be in contention again for the weekend. Uh, it's just the protocol is that he couldn't tonight. It was just one day too early. So if the game was tomorrow, he'd have been all right. Tonight it's one game too early, but hopefully now he's back and fully fit, ready to go. 
you very much. Thank you. Paul Terry there, um, speaking very well after the match last night. As we said, fairly positive and um, considering the situation. Sounds like Sweeney's on his way back, which is a good thing. Might have an impact. Darren? Yeah, I think we've missed him. Yeah. Um, I think the lads really cemented his place in the team. And I, I think he, he offers you something that clearly from Saturday, although I wasn't there, we were missing. So, yeah, Sweeney back, good, good, good to hear, Si. Do you agree, Barry? Yeah, I think I think he's um, he's definitely come on from last season. Most improved player last season, I thought, with Jaden Sweeney. And um, when he comes on, he has, he's got a confidence now that he didn't have before. And he, he does offer us something different there to Rob Hunt, maybe. Yep. So that's, that's an asset. And we've still got a few to come back, haven't we? We were just talking about, we're going to say AJ now, aren't we? Dan AJ. Dan, Dan AJ, AJ, yeah. AJ, yeah. All right. Is that right, Rich? Yeah, we're, right. we're all we're all uh, we all don't know at the moment. But anyway, when he comes back, he'll offer something different again, and it's a real kick. And I nearly swore there um, <laughs> that he got. Uh, it's a he night got, for it, Bow, isn't it? <laughs> he's a night for it. We've not had a great <laughs> week, mate. Have we? <laughs> not it's not really no wonder we're going to all swear. It's not really. Um, yeah, it's, it, it was a, a blow. Is that right? Yeah. That he got injured yeah. uh, for long term well, as soon as we signed him because. Saw him play against Dagenham, looked amazing against Dagenham. As long as Galbraith, who I think is again is going to be good for us this season. So, you know, overall, I think our performances have been better than our results this this season. Yep. And I'm trying not to be before people go, oh, he's you know too optimistic, happy, clappy, whatever you want to call it. I'm just trying to be objective. Yeah. Trying to be on the positive side of realistic. Yeah, you're trying to be balanced. Yeah, balanced. Yeah, I'm going to fall over in a minute. But yeah, I think our performances have been better than our results necessarily. We had a string of bad luck, injuries, etc. It's not excuses because, like I just said at the opening, we were poor against Stevenage, yeah. really poor. So I'm not an apologist, but um, I do think that things will improve. And I don't think we're going to be anywhere trouble at the top eight, that's for sure. But I do think we won't be looking over our shoulder come March. Okay. I really think that we'll be okay, and our performances will improve, and our our. Um, uh, what's the word? Uh, consistency in, in our team selection and the way we play, uh, you know, will we'll, we'll improve. Okay. Tony, I'll come to you in a sec, but Darren, you were there last night and, and Dave Victor said that Bryn had another good game and he does, looks like a decent goalie, doesn't he? Sol Bryn pulled off some fabulous saves yeah. last night. Um, he, I think, is going to be needed. I don't quite share Barry's confidence as much. I, I think those two defeats at home Pretty awful, um, but I, I, I generally I'm, I'm leaning more towards what what you're saying, partly because of Solbury. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's a good, good, decent number one, and he's a worthy replacement for Is he better? Maybe too early to tell. Yeah, okay. I certainly think he's a worthy successor to, to Viggs. Um, I'm worried that the supporters might get into a simplistic sort of look at things. Oh, we're letting in more goals than last season. The goalkeeper can't be anywhere near as good. Football's not like that no. at the end of the day. We're playing in a higher standard and we probably haven't performed as well as we did last season. But no, I think the only thing that worried me, the thing I saw him play at Colchester and he was going long all the time and missing the midfield players out and we've been playing through, but he, he wasn't doing that. The last couple of games I saw, so it's a good point no, actually, Tony. Yeah, it's kicking wasn't as good last no. night. Uh, maybe now's a good time to talk about Piggott. What are our thoughts on him up top? Are we worried? Is he going to turn this around? I think he works hard. I think he's, he puts himself in a decent position. He holds the ball up well, brings other people into play, but it doesn't necessarily look the goal threat that we maybe need in that position. 
Um, uh, yeah, I'm undecided, but I, I think he's, he, he works hard and he, I can see what he offers. And he's not a bad player by any means. Darren? Well, obvious statement. I know he needs a goal. Um, I think I just said to you, Sire, a minute ago, that my worry with him is he's not getting in the positions. The, the players that are missing the chances, Moncur's missed a couple. Rule, unfortunately, has missed quite a few now. Um, the difference being they're getting in the right areas. He's not, and that concerns me. Yeah. I think he's more of a number 10 than number 9. I think people are hoping he's going to be a big lad up front who, who knocks it in with his head. I don't think that's necessarily a strong point. I think he's more of a Teddy Sheringham type than that. So I think that's where we've got to look to play him and maybe hope that we all find his scoring boots up front. Or yeah. else. I mean, he can hold the ball up, can't he? He's, he's got, he can hold the ball he's, up and he can distribute, yeah. but he does need a goal. The difference is, Ruel and Moncur, they've been kind of, they may have missed some chances, but they've, as you said, they've been getting in those positions, but they've kind of been getting themselves in those positions a little bit more. They're a little bit more mobile, aren't they? Like Moncur's Trixie, Ruel's got his speed. You know, they've kind of, they've got a bit more to play with to get in there. But Piggott was brought in to get goals. Yeah. And he ain't got any. That's a very good point. I can't argue with that. Barry? <laughs> Well, you want me to argue with that? No, you don't have to no, argue. No, no, really. We can all oh, agree. Oh, no. <laughs> OK, let, let me play the role of positive. But he, he should have had a goal, as we all know. All he had to do was put his nuts on that one that was with yard out. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, I don't even one goal, but we're, it would have been a goal. We're talking about Blackpool. We're talking about Blackpool, where the guy yeah, put some hands on him and, and pushed him he over. He failed at Blackpool. Yeah. He, it goes that, that was a nail-on goal if he'd got yeah, his no, yeah. I, I believe you make your own luck in life, and I believe you make your own luck in football. And, well, that's true. You can't, yeah, you can't see that, if the guy's going to push you over. Or not, again, yeah. that was another decision that really did not go late in Orient's way. No, I mean, you know, I, I know it's all the, the cliche, fine margins. But there have been three points instead of one there. No, you know, and, and Wickham yeah. was unlucky not to take anything away. And so then you'd be looking at, um, with the same performances that we've had, you'd be looking at four points well, more, that, three points why more. I, said, you know? I, I broadly agree with what you're saying. Yeah. My concern is I'm slightly less optimistic than yourself because I do think our defence with the two defeats at home, seven goals in two home games, is my concern. It's a concern. We, oh, you know, yeah. we've, we're all concerned, I think, about Beckles, let's be honest. He's, he, yeah, he did tend to pass it in yeah. a touch a bit on Saturday. My understanding on Saturday was that um, Turns got scored. Yeah, he, he, he did. He, yeah, he, he did. He, learning yeah. curve. Yeah. Uh, it, it looked like he, when he was playing against Stevenage last year, in all honesty. But Dan Hatt didn't cover himself in glory against... Um, Stevenage, nor did he cover himself in glory against um, Wickham. Because people can say he didn't deserve to be sent off. Yes, he did. It was a foul. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Ken, you can't argue with that. No, it's a good so, point. You know, for, for me, defence, go back to what you said about keeper, you don't want to rely on your keeper to that degree. And it could come down to that. Now, if it does and he's up to it, fantastic. But the, the wing-backs, Hunt's been awful so far this season. Yeah, we need, we need 20 back in there to shore that back up. Um, Tom James is not exactly... Yeah, do you know what? I think Tom James has been all right this season. I think he's been a part of it. His shooting's been off. His shooting's been off, but I do feel like he's... I, I he's I improved defensively. I think he's improved. I think the I, last few I games, st- he's been all right. I, st- I still think Tom James defensively lacks a bit, but he makes up for it with those goals. He does, yeah. So it'd be good for him to get a couple so, of goals. So I probably, you know, I'm, I'm not, I like Tom James in the team. Yeah, so, of course. But, and the other thing as well is we've got to find a way, for me, we've got to find a way to get Galbraith into the middle of the pitch. Yeah. I think the thing with Tom James is he's the one player 
who comes from that era actually looks a better player under Kenny Jackett and he does now because he was playing they were playing as a right wing back and I think that suited him best of all obviously we don't really play a right wing back these days because we're going 4-2-3-1 but he's, a, he's, he's got plenty of technical ability and I hope he comes true for us but yeah that first half of the season yeah. under Jackett he was exceptional yeah. wasn't he um, let's talk about Galbraith a little bit because I think we can all we all agree he's a beautiful player he's he's got class where do you want to see him exactly in centre the mid as Darren said centre mid 100% he's a ray of passing yep. and he's been able to see the picture and see passes and his technical ability on the ball his first touch and his ability to wiggle away from people he's a very good player I'll say that now stayed it now stayed it earlier but I think centre apart definitely he was one I think that was the biggest drop-off from uh, the Cambridge to Stevenage, you know, or one of the biggest drop-offs where yeah. you couldn't believe how good he was against Cambridge and he just really didn't... He, he looked a bit better when he went to centre-mid, as we're all discussing now. But um, performance to that point was was really disappointing for him. But, yeah. Yeah, as I say, we all had bad the, games. The goals, correct me if I'm wrong, against Stevenage were, were set plays and yeah. being out-muscled, being out-jumped, them getting to the ball first. Yeah. I don't think Galbraith... Um, did himself any favours by absolutely playing out his skin at Blackpool away. <laughs> right, yeah. Because, the, the, you know, in fairness to, to Richie, you look at that performance, you think, oh, God, he can play there, can't he? Yeah. Things, we, we have got a hell of a lot of cent- central midfield options. The, there it's is the one place, well. yeah, yeah. It's the one place we've got loads of players. In a way, you, you're thinking about who have we got, who's a good player, who plays there, who could play somewhere else. Which I suppose is Galbraith at the moment. But you've got... It was because we thought we weren't going to get all Miz back, I'm convinced, and we went out and bought a couple of players to cover that, and then we, we did get him back. So you, would you have Galbraith next to El Miz? I right think so. Yeah. I'd change the system. Would you? What would you yeah, have? Yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd go yeah. four in midfield. Right, OK. You know, I, I, I think that the, he's got to play there, and you've got to find a way to um, adapt the system for the players okay, and not the other way around. Right. Well, I think now's probably a good time... Um, before we push the panic button, let's listen to Matt Roper and Roper's rant. In a week that has already seen us get beat up by the man who, for whom five McDonald's meals would be a mid-morning snack, and then dumped in Kent on match day one of the now absolutely pathetic B-team trophy, you could be slightly forgiven thinking the world is collapsing in E10. But hang on a minute, is it really? My next statement is a double-edged sword, with the saint possessing one blade, the devil the other. I still have yet to see any opponent or game this year that screams we're out of our depth in League One. But the flip side to that, of course, is that if the third tier has offered little in terms of competition so far, then is it worrying the position we find ourselves in? Food for thought on both sides of the equation, don't you think? This time last year, we were flying. Top of the table and seemingly already unstoppable. But in the same vein, we didn't have the League One after eight games. We are not relegation fodder at this level after the same 720 minutes, plus, of course, about 10 or even 20% VAT added on to allow for the new game time laws. A week and a half ago, we produced a sublime display against Cambridge, who were top at that point. Some might point to the rather quirky fact that this weekend we have a 100% record against current league leaders and we play Exeter, who sit top of the pile. That week, we were kings of the heap. Sun was shining, the beer was cold, and we were easily going to finish in the top 10. But one, I grant you, disgusting, horrible, turgid defeat to the team of anti-footballers from Hertfordshire, plus a cup loss last night, and it's cold, the beer's warm, and we might as well join League 2 again now. 
The hyperbole that surrounds us, mainly on social media, is both funny and equally excruciatingly painful to watch and read at times. For some, there can be no realistic level playing field. Okay, so the start has not been what we all wish for. And yes, there are question marks in a few areas, but is there really need to press the panic button yet? Take last night away to Gillingham. We were seemingly in control, then had two sent off and lost the game. Poor refing screamed some. It's a complete breakdown of discipline, costing us, cried others. When in fact, in the cold light of day and watching most of the incidents back, it's a big dollop of both O's fans. Our disciplinary record this year isn't something you would sing about from the rooftops. But last year, we had the second worst disciplinary record in League Two and ran off with the silverware. I didn't see many complaining then, did you? Of course it's a concern, and yes, our cautions and red cards, etc., from the management team leads you to the conclusion that they must, of course, leave from the front on this. Well-disciplined teams typically do well on the pitch and vice versa, so it's an area we do have to work on. Football is a very emotive game, but we have to keep those emotions in check, otherwise the constant flashing of yellow and red cards will come back to bite us on the behind. However, you also have to factor in that this year, yellow and red cards are up as a general rule of thumb, and we've already witnessed some pretty poor performances from the men in black. It isn't always down to us. In my humble opinion, we need to press the reset button. Injuries, mistakes, great football, constant changes, ill-discipline, poor effing, adapting to a new level. I could go on and on and on. But it's vital that we don't get too carried away believing the problems to be acute rather than a relatively simple fix each time. We cannot use the statement we are only X games in for too long and there comes a point where the season will more than likely be mapped out for us sooner rather than later. And I'm sure we'd all rather be in the calmer waters of 12th to 14th rather than down with the Sharks in the bottom six. But with 38 games to go and 114 points left up for grabs, Let's just not all get reballed the bus for League Two and the Funny Farm yet, eh? Up the mighty O's. So, yeah, 38 games to go, 114 points left, up for grabs. Let's not push the panic button. Right. Having said that, is this the trickiest period since Richie took over for Richie Wellens? Without a shadow of a doubt. Yeah. Yeah. Since he started, I mean, coming in when he did was very tricky. So, but it's with that in terms of... Uh, Trickiness, that's such a word. Trickiness. We were just saying, weren't we, we should have a panic button installed in the studio <laughs> in Phoenix FM for future uh, panellists so that we can come on and they can, you know, we could start the show with a and we could have a panic button yeah. if we deem it fit. But I'm, no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not panicking, I think. It is tricky for, for Richie, but like, it's just like in, in, in boxing, you know, you don't, it's all right when people are winning, knocking people over, you only find out about yourself when you're up against it, when you're in the trenches, you know, that's when you find out what you're made of. And so, that's the well, same you, as Rishi, we find that, 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 That's a life lesson, you find out what you're made what of you're made adversary, of. don't you? Yeah, exactly. And yes, we're going through some adversary. One win a night is not a good stat. You keep saying that, who brought him in? <laughs> No, it's not. Isn't that the first time I've tried that straight out? No, on, it's not. It's the, about the uh, first the time, right? Can you? I don't know. I'll, list, I'll, li- I'll listen. Rewind, back. rewind. No, honestly, I'm, I'm really joking, obviously, with you, but I'm here to be the good cop. You're here to be the bad cop tonight. I feel that's what, what's going on. I think How it's many it's wins tonight? How many? Yeah. <laughs> Go on, Tony. Oh well, well I don't, I'm, I'm the middling cop, I suppose. Yeah. I? Yes. <laughs> Stick up for refs and be really nice cop, but you know, someone has to do that. <laughs> So, okay, it's a tricky period. What we've got going for us is we've got a solid, established squad who know each other and 
I've still got good camaraderie. Everything's all right, you know, looking in at the, at the training ground. And, well, but we've got 11 new players in the squad. So. We do have that as well, but we have, we have an established amount of people there. It's not like the whole turnover, is it? We haven't lost loads and loads of people. Um, no, I'll, I'll, I'll go with that, but um, I, think, I think we said a minute ago, we've got two forwards out injured. Yep. We've got one forward who couldn't hit a barn door with a... Because <coughs> you're not getting yourself in a position to do it. Hmm. And we've got one forward who's blazing them over. Yep. So we have a problem scoring goals. We have a defence that has not gelled. Keeper aside, yep. no one in the defence has played well so far this season. So we, we have got some problems, guys. We can't shy, 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 shy away from it. Okay, well, I, someone said a stat that we've had one win in eight or something, but <laughs> who's that? What do we need to do to turn that around? Okay, what is what's going on this week at Leighton Orient down at the training ground? What what do we need to do to turn? I think they've got to keep on keeping on with what they were doing last season. I mean, you, you see some people on social media who want us to start lumping it and things like that, and I don't think that's the way to go. I think we've got to still play to our strengths, which is now our midfield players and our ability to hold the ball. But we have got to do a little bit better in terms of taking our chances. I mean, we've gone on, funnily enough, there was the one thing about the Cambridge game where we all went away and thought how wonderful we were. We didn't actually work the goalkeeper very much in that game. It was something like 18 shots and three on target. So it was there. It was there even then. But, you know, that's what they'll be working at on training, I would have thought, is trying to stick it in the net. Yeah. Uh, I think we've got to pick a team um, to suit the opposition, yep. which we didn't do Saturday. OK, the that's manager's faced up to that one. I think we can't feel sorry for ourselves. Yeah, we've got to go out with a game plan that can be adaptable, which I don't think at the moment we have. Yeah. And I think they're the three things that we need to do. But we need to keep belief in the camp and we need to keep morale up. And that obviously, this is something that the management team do. Um, uh, yeah, I think because we have got good players, without a doubt. There's no doubt. It's not like we're looking at a season where we're looking on. Well, you know, we're not good enough compared to the opposition. So, but yeah, it's, it's more than that, isn't it? It's a jigsaw puzzle. Everything's got to be right in the day. But I do think belief has got to be kept. And it is early in the season. The stats are the stats. But you know, if you if you're looking at twice that amount of games with only a few wins, then you start to see the cracks. You start to see the cracks appear. We've got, so we've got extra Saturday. Yeah, correct me if I'm uh, yeah. wrong, we've got Stevenage is our game after that. No, not Stevenage, sorry, Peterborough. Stevenage, Peterborough, yeah. Peterborough, yeah. Yeah, but again, I'm trying to be on the Mr. Good Cop again. We, we played great against Cambridge who were up there at the time. See, it's an early table. Exeter are looking good, to be fair. Peterborough lost to... Who did they lose to the other night? They lost the game. I, I wouldn't have expected them to lose. Who did they lose to? They lost, didn't they? So I don't think they're any any sort of fantastic well, one of them. That's it, Portsmouth. Yeah, what well, I, I didn't expect them to lose. So sorry. Yeah, I mean, I know they lost, and yeah. but I expect it would be yeah. a closer game I, than it was. I, yeah. I, I think they're going to be two very tough games. Yeah, they are. No, without a doubt, they're two tough games. We haven't and, got a run of easy games. We coming. we we at best, I think we'll get two <laughs> points out of those two games. That puts us on six in eight. Yep. I don't like the sound of that. <laughs> Let's change the subject and listen to Dave Victor because he's all right as well. I think he's fairly optimistic. 
Often matches in the AFL Trophy, especially in the group stages, are done affairs. Quickly forgotten, that was not the case at Gillingham. The fact that the O's were able to make eight changes and still field a strong starting eleven demonstrates the strength in the depth of the squad. Solbrin, outstanding in goal. And the O's should have scored before the first own goal of the night. Glenn Morris, one of four former O's players in the dual side. The game turned with two red cards in the space of just three minutes. Richie Wellens banished to the stands, having lost his appeal against the red card received of Wickham. And there were further bookings on at Gillingham for Paul Terry and Matt Harold. Although you can understand why they become so frustrated, there is no doubt that Leighton Knight's dreadful disciplinary record is becoming a cause for concern. In the league, it is hard to imagine a bigger contrast than the two performances that we've seen at Brisbane Road in the past couple of weeks. Credit goes to Richie Wellens for taking responsibility for Saturday's defeat. The confidence that followed that comprehensive display against Cambridge United was there for everyone to see and enjoy in the opening minutes as we got behind the Bower defence. Shaq Ford's quick thinking, setting up a golden opportunity for Sotirio. Again, a case of fine margin. The O's striker's effort smashing against the bar, whilst Nick Freeman's drive went in off the underside of the frame. But I think you make your own luck. And the O's problems, again, of their own making, paying a high price for failing to deal with quality set pieces into the penalty area. The O's have tried to address those defensive issues. Brendan Cooper joining on transfer deadline day. And in the first half at Gillingham, the former Welsh under-21 international appeared strong and confident. But it doesn't get any easier for Lake Noyant. This weekend, we go west to face the leaders, Exeter City. They've only conceded two in their opening six league matches. Gary Caldwell's side now face Luton Town in the third round of the League Cup. And you have to go back to 2011 for the last time that Lake Noyant won at St James's. And they have sustained five defeats since then. So let's hope the O's can improve on that record. And once again, upset the league leaders. Dave Victor there saying we could upset the league leaders. Now, we touched on this. Are we going to upset the league leaders? Darren says no. Tony? Yes. Tony's Very late and all in to do that. Love that. I believe. What do you think, Barry? Yeah, I, I, you know, I think we'll get a draw. I'm right in the middle here, but I think we'll get a point. I, think, I mean, they're a good side, but I think on well, a day we're a good side. I'm going to go one all. Yeah. They are a decent side. They've been League One. Is this the second or third season they've been back in? Second season back in League One, is it? No, I think they're with them. Is it third? I think it is, yeah. Yeah. The league table yeah. is still very young and it'll be the second league leaders we've brought down this season if we do okay, it. Okay, I like is that. that. Well, yeah, as someone said, we've got a 100% record against the league leaders. Yeah. The, the only way we're going to upset them is by not clearing up the changing room when we leave. <laughs> <laughs> we shall see. So we got Shrewsbury after that at home. They have won three, drawn three. We should get a result there, but maybe we won't. Tony? <laughs> No. <laughs> well, you should get a result. You don't get a result. You've got to learn. You're still young, Grant. I tell you, you're still young. Um, the thing is, we've gone up to League One, as we all know, or should know, is when you look at the fixtures, you don't see the you know the, the little teams anymore. You see, you've, oh no, we've yeah, got we've got Shrewsbury. Oh no, we've got Reading. Yeah. Oh no, we've got Barnsley. Oh no, we've got see. So you've got to expect this. You know, this is what we fought and won the league for last season. We've, got to, we've got, just got to go for it, haven't we? You know, you can't, there's no easy... Oh, maybe me cliches. No easy <laughs> games. <laughs> but it's true, isn't it, of what you expect, you know, this season. Yeah, we've got Reading, we've got Barnsley, we've yeah. got Bolton, we've got, you know, I, it's got to deal with it. I don't agree. I think you've got to pick games, certain games at this stage of where the club's at and the team's at and it's an uh, evolution. 
Uh, and I think Shrewsbury at home is a must win. Yeah. And then we've got Fleetwood away, which, again, feels like a must win at the moment. I'd agree with that. Um, yeah, <coughs> I'd agree. They have got one point so far. So yeah. we are doing better than them. And the owner's in jail. <laughs> there you That's go, right. yeah. yeah. We should beat them. If we can't beat a team with one point and a donor in jail. <laughs> okay. In jail? He's in, in jail. jail. Yeah, he's in jail. We've heard that yeah. one. Yeah. Wow. There is breaking news here. Phoenix FM. <laughs> <laughs> well, me and Barry didn't. Now, look, okay, we've kind of touched on this. Now, there's a man in the studio who last night said, I've got a bad feeling about this season, so he's not been allowed on the mic. <laughs> but Darren has filled that role. But <laughs> in general, I think it's just worth touching on. Personally, I think it's going to be fine. I want to hear what everyone else thinks. This season, we've had, we've had six games, I know. Oh, how are we going to be all right? I think, I think just. Just? I forecast 15th first game of the season, and I think we're still on target for that if we improve a bit. I like that. I forecast 14, so um, I'll go along with that. So we're going to be all right then. Everyone have a bet on Leighton Orient being all right this year. 14th, yeah. <laughs> okay, finally, um, before we've got about a minute left, let's chat predictions. I want actual numbers for how many goals we're going to score this weekend against Exeter. What's the score going to be? I think we can only sneak a 1 0. My optimism ends at that point. I think we'll win 1 0. And who's going to score? Satirio. <laughs> Oh, look at that. The other side of the ball. The underside this time, yeah? I'll, I'll go for 1-1. One, one. I'll go for 1-1. One, one. And I think... Um, I was going to say Piggott just to wind Darren up, but I'm not going to say <laughs> <laughs> I'll go George Moncur and a 1-1. One, 3-0 one. loss. 3-0 defeats. Thank you, Darren. Well, right. um, okay, well... <laughs> Hopefully, we'll get a win this, this weekend. Um, we'll be back next week with three points back in the game. So I'd just like to say thank you very much, Barry. Thank you. Thank you, Tony. Thank you. Thank you, Dar Darren. Pleasure. And thank you, Rich, for pressing the buttons. You pressed them wonderfully. We will be back next week. Three points to the better. Up the O's. We're not a city. We're not a town. We're the only one of us around. And you know where we can be found When Saturday comes again We'll be trying to do our best To cheer our those on who wear the rest Whatever challenge, whatever test We'll lay an Orion from each end Lay an Orion from each end this is our club and we are proud So sing it up and sing it loud We were formed in 1881 The clans in Orient and so begun The old story and on it runs We're late and Orient from each end Whatever challenge has come our way The only faithful are here to stay We will live to fight another day We're late and Orient from Eton Late and Orient from Eton This is our club and we are proud So sing it up and sing it loud We're not a city, we're not a town 
We're the only one of us around So you know where we can be found When Saturday comes again We'll be trying to do our best To cheer all those on who wear the vest Whatever challenge, whatever test We'll lay an orient from each hand Lay an orient from each hand Play an Orient Play an Orient On the hour, across Brentwood and Billericay This is Phoenix FM News